0: This is Dave Jones with AODocs, and welcome to our podcast. Today we have Alan pell Sharp with us, founder and CEO of Deep Analysis.
1: Alan, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me, Dave. I'm glad to be here.
0: You and I have known each other for a while. Now, just tell us a little bit about uh, your role, the company that you work for, uh, and give us a little bit of a career history, if you will.
1: Well, a career history would take a while, Dave, so I'll try and give you the nutshell version. Um, but I started up Deep Analysis, I'm going to say, just about three years ago, actually. been an industry analyst a long time. Prior to that, I worked in the oil and gas industry and in document management. One of the old-timers, I guess, in the industry analyst world, which is sort of weird to say, but it's true. When I set up Deep Analysis, I really wanted to do things a little bit differently. I have huge respect for Gartner and Forrester and IDC, you know, I mean, um, they're, they're big companies. They've been around a long time. they do good work. But I just felt there was an opportunity to do something a little bit different. My role, whatever it is today, it's uh, it changes on a daily basis. I guess I'm the boss in a sense, but you know it's not just me. Um, I'm very fortunate to have Connie Moore working with us, who's also a bit of a legend. My colleagues in India, Kash and Arpov and uh, Victoria and Alan and Brenda, and a small little team, but what we're trying to do is look for innovation. That's an abused word, unfortunately, but uh, look for something new. Look uh, what people are doing, moving the needle a little bit in the information management world, and um, hopefully research it and give some good advice to people. All right.
0: Fantastic. So you mentioned innovation there. Innovation specifically within the information management space. Now, that's a space that's been changing constantly for a number of years. But but what are some of the key changes that you've seen that are important to you in, in the last few years, let's say?
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I'll, I'll push back a little bit, actually, in the sense that, I mean, everything changes. And I think in the information management world, we've seen a lot of incremental changes. We haven't really seen anything revolutionary. We haven't seen anything transformative for a long time. Um, there's one exception which I'll come to. The truth is, if we look at information management, whether that's in you know, legal, I mentioned oil and gas before, um, whatever, whatever industry, I'd argue it hasn't changed much in 20 years. Things look pretty much the same way as they always have. Has the technology moved on? A bit. There's not a lot, actually. There hasn't been a lot of innovation. The one key exception to that has to be file sync and share, which is now 10 years plus old. That simple concept of being able to access anything, anywhere, anytime, on any device securely, had long been promised, had never been delivered on. That was pretty revolutionary. But I, I would... And I'm not trying to diss the industry. I'm just being realistic about it. I don't think it looks very different to what it did 20 years ago. I think it's going to change a lot in the future. But at the moment, I would say we've been pretty slow movers. That's interesting. Any Any thoughts as to why there hasn't been innovation within this space? Because it's not a small market, right? Well, that's the reason. It's not a small market. It's a very comfortable market to be in. If you were there at the beginning, um, you can make a good living in this market. Um, you know, at the end of the day, is there ever going to be a time when uh, accounts don't need to be paid or received? Um, is there ever going to be a time when you don't have to manage contracts? I mean, you know, it's the lifeblood of organizations, so might not be the most exciting area, but it's a necessity. So um, I think people are just way too comfortable. Simple as that. Why shake up your own company if you're making good money? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're
0: in a comfortable, conservative marketplace that's been invaded to a degree over the last couple of years by these file sync and share upstarts. Mm-hmm. Are they making inroads into, into the traditional ECM marketplace or, or are they running in
1: parallel? Well, it's both. I mean, they they are absolutely different in the sense that they do run in parallel. They serve a somewhat different purpose. But at the same time, they are invading in the sense that there were a lot of systems sold, um, be that any traditional ECM document management system. I mean, let's be honest, 70% of them, they were just dumping grounds for documents. So if you've got relatively straightforward, simple needs, FileSync and Share does the job perfectly well. So it's not I don't think it's invaded. I think it's really just picked up a lot of slack. At the same time, it's it's developed its own industry. I mean, depending on how you do the numbers, file sync and share is, you know, three three point two billion dollar business. It's as big as ECM. So it it's a separate thing to some degree, but there's clear overlap. Um, and as it moves forward, the use cases get more sophisticated. They'll never get in there to the real hardcore ECM process world, and I don't think they have any interest in doing so either, though. I think that's
0: a very valid point. Um, Let's bring things around a little bit to something uh, much more topical, unfortunately, the COVID-19 virus that is uh, decimating the planet at the moment. Mm. One of the things that that's done uh, is forced people into working remotely for yeah. for necessity more than anything, possibly a lot sooner than, than many had hoped or planned for. How are you seeing that in terms of the people that you talk to? Is that a situation that they're struggling with from a technology perspective
1: or, oh, because- or reveling in? Oh, they're struggling. The traditional vendors are going to struggle with it. At the same time, it opens up a host of opportunities, and that's why I said I think we are set for a lot of change. The, the situation we're in at the moment has shed a – can you shed a spotlight? I'm not sure if that's a very good analogy, <laughs> but it's put a spotlight anyway. It's put a spotlight on the frailty and the limitations of a lot of traditional IT. You're going to work from home. Well, that's cool, but I can't have access to this and I can't have access to that. This doesn't work on here. This doesn't work on there. I think it's shown the weaknesses of a lot of traditional approaches. And I think that opens up a lot of opportunities for people moving forward. I mean, some of it is sort of clear cut. It's like, well, you should move to the cloud, but that's not the answer for everybody in every situation. But I think even just things like um, enterprise search, right? Enterprise search has been around forever. It's never worked. Nobody likes it. Everybody's frustrated by it. That problem is exacerbated in a situation like this because you can't go and ask your buddy. You you can't just go around the corner and say, hey, Bob, have you got a copy of this? I think it's it's going to overturn the industry overnight or anything like that. But I think as we move forward, more companies are going to be looking at legacy systems that they've just turned a blind eye to. Legacy problems like search that they've just ignored for a long time, and I think they're going to they're going to have a much higher priority moving forward. These are things that have to be fixed.
0: I'm with Alan Pell Sharp from Deep Analysis, and we're chatting about all things ECM. And Alan's just raised the term or dropped it into conversation: legacy technology. And Alan, you and I had a couple of weeks ago on a webinar where we talked a little bit about legacy modernization. And one of the things that I really liked during that conversation was was how you described federation. So just give us a little bit of a flavor about the options that people have moving from legacy systems to more modern solutions for, for managing their information.
1: Generally speaking, um, I would say there's three options, right? You can migrate, you can federate, or you can leave well alone. There are situations where you just leave well alone, um, you know, hopefully this thing will die its own natural death over time, and it's too hairy, it's too gnarly, it's too ugly, it's too messy. Um, just you know it's not worth the effort, frankly, and I've given that advice to people multiple times over the years. It comes as a surprise to them when I do, but I mean, yeah, it's just not worth the risk, it's not worth it. There're a small number of cases though I think you you really. Faced with two options, one is to migrate, or one is to federate. Generally speaking, I don't recommend federate. There there are occasions, but federate simply means I'll leave everything where it is, but by some means or other, there are multiple ways of doing this. I'll sort of integrate them into a single place. So that could be using um, the classic example. Actually, was the infamous British company Autonomy. I'll idolize all of your products and search them all and unify all the content, but there are other ways of doing it generally doesn't work to federate one or two things that are related. Yeah. Okay. But what you tend to find is layers of complexity. You didn't really expect. Um, it can be permissions. It can be just how somebody set up the old system in the first place and everybody forgot. It it just gets real complex real fast. So generally speaking, I don't recommend Federation. As I say, there are exceptions. But if you've got an old system that you're paying for, it's got something of use in it, And you're fed up for whatever reason because of the cost, um, because you think it's going to fall over one day or you think you could use that information or that application more effectively, then your option is to migrate it. And I think a lot of people don't do that because they think that's going to be really complicated and difficult to do. And these days, it's typically not that hard. And I think as we move forward, more people will start to migrate old legacy systems as they start to realize you're fortunate. Lots of people did this before you. Lots of lessons have been learned. Um, The steps to follow, follow the steps. It ain't that hard.
0: Fantastically practical advice. Thanks, Alan. Let's let's turn the dial a a little bit now. Let's look to the future. As an analyst, you're looking for the next best trends, as well as what's happening at the moment. And I know some of the topics that you've talked about over the last year or so include things like AI and blockchain. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about where you see technology moving and technology specifically in relation to information management moving in the next 12 to to 36 months, let's say.
1: 12 to 36 months. That was very precise, wasn't it? That was quite precise, actually, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think it's twofold. I think when, when markets move, I mean, you know, one thing I learned very early in my career as an analyst is just because a new technology comes around, so what? Is anybody actually going to use it? That's the big question. So two things have to happen. There's got to be a willing and ready and eager market, and the technology actually has to work, right? So I think with AI and blockchain, which absolutely have been focus areas for us, um, we've published a book on it and training course, blockchain. In fact, I was just involved in a big blockchain discussion yesterday. Those technologies are surprisingly advanced. They're incredibly accessible. People, again, don't think that. Um, They're actually surprisingly low cost. Those technologies are there. They work. They're proven. The side question here or the parallel thing is, is, where are the markets for its use? And that's where it's finding a bit of a challenge. Those areas are starting to appear. Um if we take blockchain, for example, just in the last let's say couple of weeks, I mean we've had uh, we've spoken to two startups who they've designed a, a relatively uh, simple, and that's a good thing, application for uh, insurance claims adjusters. All it really does is you take the pictures of the damaged car or the vehicle or whatever, you put your report together, click, it's underpinned by the blockchain, it can't be changed, and you send it to the insurance company. I mean, it's really pretty straightforward. But for insurance companies, that's potentially revolutionary. I mean, that's a big cost saving. That's an efficiency gain right there. You're certainly seeing it happening in supply chain. Um, the food supply chain, the pharmaceutical supply chain, the healthcare supply chain, they're suddenly coming to, to that world of information management where they've largely ignored it in the past and realizing that um, the the use of machine learning, the use of blockchain, not always both at the same time, can deliver real, clear, measurable benefits and efficiency gains. So I think that what you're going to see is over the, Next 12 to 36 months is a lot of new applications coming to the market. I don't think they'll be labeled ECM. I don't think they'll be labeled document management. But ultimately, that's exactly what they are because they're dealing with paperwork. Um, they're dealing with paperwork. They're reading it. They're analyzing it. They're triggering workflows. And they're underpinning it with blockchain so it's immutable and it can't be changed and so you don't have to have multiple copies and you don't have to have disputes. So I think there's huge opportunities there and there's a lot of startups working on it and we're going to well we're already starting to see some of them come to market, but we'll see a lot more in the next you know couple of years.
0: Exciting times ahead in that case. Uh, this is Dave Jones. I've been with Alan Pell Sharp of Deep Analysis. Alan, thank you very much for your time today. Always a pleasure to speak with you.
1: And indeed with you. Uh, enjoyed it.:
0: Absolutely. Until next time, thank you very much and goodbye.